Hey everybody, this is the Brood Life Podcast and I am your host, Brandon Hall. So grab a cup of coffee, sit down, and let's have a conversation today. everybody welcome to this week's episode of the brood life i am actually really excited about this week's episode because i think that it has the potential to be the start of some really good conversations if people are willing to have the conversations that need to take place and sometimes those conversations can be difficult and they can cause us to look inside of ourselves and maybe see something that we don't like or makes us feel uncomfortable. And that's okay because sometimes we have to face the uncomfortable in order to make the changes necessary. So keep that in mind as you're listening to this week's conversation. I'm going to be talking to my friend, Trevon Erickson. Uh, We go to church together and uh, we both have kids around the same age that I know each other from church, and uh, but he and uh, his wife, Samantha, are two of the greatest people that you could possibly know and be connected with. They are just very authentic, real, uh, self-sacrificing, and caring people. I really, really enjoy the conversation that I had with Trevon. He is very authentic. And you can just tell that he's passionate and has a fire about uh, this topic specifically that we talk about today. And it was just a really good, really refreshing conversation. And I hope that you're able to just uh, listen to the conversation and get something from it. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to agree with everything that's ever said, but the one thing that we lack is conversation with one another and conversations with people we don't agree with. If we only surround ourselves with people that agree with us and sound like us, there is not potential for growth or learning or being able to take a step back and think, you know what, maybe I'm not 100% right about this. So enjoy this conversation with Trevon and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did and I hope like I say in the, in the conversation, that it does spur productive conversation between people. And uh, just a heads up, we met at a local coffee shop here. And so that's where the recording happened. Even though we were wearing mics, there was still a lot of background noise that was picked up during the conversation. So the audio isn't 100% perfect, and there is a lot of background noise, but Uh, Don't let that distract you from the good conversation that took place. Uh, And I hope that you get a lot out of this, like I I said. So uh, grab your coffee or your tea or whatever your beverage of choice is and uh, take a listen to this conversation.
Okay, everybody, I am here with uh, Trevon Erickson, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, sports culture this week and specifically about uh, the fandom and protests and awareness. Uh, so, uh, first of all, Trevon, if you want to go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I am Trayvon Erickson. Um, I work at a company called Gateway Woods. Essentially what I do there is I help kids who age out of foster care who don't really have supports. Um, I help them find supports and I am a support as well. Awesome. Um, okay. Um, well, thanks for coming on and doing this. Uh, and we'll just go ahead and get started. Um, first of all, just kind of like give us a little bit of like what your personal history is with like sports culture you know did you play sports growing up that kind of stuff sports um yeah I, I played sports growing up um I am a active fan um I love anything sports related I probably check um NBA scores NFL scores daily yeah um I yeah I'm definitely immersed in the sports world Awesome. And so uh, with that, how um, you kind of answered, like, how invested you are stuff. Um, so how involved invested do you get into the teams that you actually follow? I would say I follow probably two teams. Okay. Um, I've been to a few games. Um, I would say I'm pretty invested. The, the teams that I do enjoy to watch, I probably watch maybe 50% of the games okay. for the year. Um, used to be more, but now a little busier now, so. Um, yep, yeah. I understand that. Um, and do you feel like that your love for sports and that fandom that you have that for your, the teams, do you, has that become kind of like part of your identity of who you are? Um, I, I think when you're a fan of a team, I think it can be. Um, that can be kind of who you are. As far as I go, I don't think it's a part of who I am. It's definitely um, nice to find like-minded people. Sure. People who also like sports and you can kind of you know, go back and forth on who you like, who you dislike. I don't, for me, at least, I don't think it's a huge part of who I am. Right. People don't look at you and say, oh, he's well, that, a... That's the sports guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you feel like, and you kind of handed at this, but do you feel like, uh, being that fan and being part of that culture that it brings you together with others or does it, does it bring some isolation? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I play basketball okay. at the church that I go to and I think um, just being uh, a part of that culture at that level, you know, yeah. just truly just coming together on a Sunday and playing a yeah. little here, a little there. You kind of get to know people. Yeah. Um, you, you know what they like, what they dislike. You grow your relationship that was formed around sports. Yeah. But um, I think it's kind of the same way as like uh, as a fan of a team. Yeah. And it's a, and especially in that uh, setting with like church, like it's an opportunity to build relationships maybe where yeah. people wouldn't necessarily come into the church or build, be, you wouldn't necessarily be able to build relationships with them in yeah. a different setting. Definitely. But you guys have that camaraderie of like love for basketball when you play basketball together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, kind of getting into like some of the sports culture when talking about fandom, but also um, talking about like protests and awareness. You know, over the last like two and a half to three years, there's been a lot of uh, talk about 
protests and awareness and in sports, especially the NFL, uh, some in NBA too, but um, there's been a lot of fans that have been angry about peaceful protests, um, the, especially the, the stuff that's been taking place during the national anthem, especially three years ago, with, uh, started with Colin Kaepernick. Um, so thinking about that and thinking about what's the conversations and stuff that's come up over that, uh, do you believe that, that athletes at any level should be taking a stand and bring awareness to a cause? or on the stage that they have? Is that something that you think that they should be doing? Yes, okay. short answer. I think when you, especially at, on like a, a bigger scale, like a NFL, NBA, like you have a chance to, to speak to so many, so many people yeah. and truly impact people's lives. I think through Colin Kaepernick, um, taking a knee during the Pledge of Allegiance, I think, man, I think that was, such a brave thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, protests in sports, it's kind of, a, it's at least in that realm of taking the knee during the national anthem, it's such a taboo thing to do. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But in saying that, um, people fought, gave their lives for us to be able to choose. Yeah. And um, I've definitely listened to um, people speak who have served and say, it's relatively the same thing. Like I fought, so you have this choice. Right. And I, th I think that's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and and it, it was originally for an injustice that he felt like was not getting enough attention. Yeah. So yeah. I 100%. I, I I think if you have the stage to do it, do it. Yeah. And um, you know, like like you said, it, it was a taboo thing. I think especially in something like specifically the NFL because it is so at this point so ingrained with like, like American culture yes. like true-blooded American culture you know we love football we watch football on Sundays we you know stand up for the national anthem yeah. like it's so ingrained to be to do something like that like it, it does take whether you agree with them or not there is it does take some courage to yeah. be able to do that um, knowing what the repercussions could possibly be doing that. I know a lot of players were saying that uh, the the owners would, you know, would make threats. Like you stand up, or and I I feel like it's we have a freedom of speech, man. Freedom, we have the freedom to do that. Yeah, the freedom to you know, to truly stand up or take a knee for what you believe. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, and thinking that on that like peaceful protests and sports have been occurring for a long time it's not like he was the first one yeah. that ever did a peaceful pro protest and uh when i was looking into this uh just looking at different things that happened you know it's been happening for decades you know going one of the most uh i think one of the most popular ones or famous ones that people think of is like during the olympics back in the 60s when there was two uh black players that put their fists in the air and yeah. you know what was going on during that time during um you know the civil rights movement and stuff so it's not like this is something new why do you think that this particular thing that's going on right now in the nfl um has caused so much division and uproar as opposed to things that have happened in the past i think part of it is the reason why they're doing it yeah a lot of um what Kaepernick and Eric Reed were protesting is 
injustices to black civilians. Yeah. Um, I think whenever you have a powerful backing like that, you yeah. know, it's it's easy for people to either feel one way about it or the other way about it. Yeah. Whether they don't see it as, you know, black civilians being shot in the street for no reason or they see it as a police officer just doing their job. Yeah. I think it, it's such a it's such a hard topic to be very one-sided. Right. On. Right. Um, I mean, I definitely not a fan of police shooting civilians at, of any race. Sure. But I also understand that, you know, there are times to where you feel you fear for your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and for me, I, I like we obviously have different backgrounds and that's not something that I've ever had to experience myself, whereas that's something that you think about on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's part of the division and, and that happens is that uh, regardless of whether you think what Colin Kaepernick did is right or wrong, like we have a hard time sitting down and just having conversations and understanding where each other's coming from. Huge. And, uh, and so that so people just see this as always oh, being disrespectful to the national anthem, or he's being disrespectful to the people who fought for the right to be able to have the freedoms that we yeah. have, um, but aren't willing to have a conversation with somebody who sees it from a different perspective, who maybe understands why he's doing what he's yeah. doing, and the uh, and just the importance of what what he's doing to them, because for a lot of people. Um, especially in the black communities, like this is the first time that somebody on this level of a platform actually like stood up for yeah. uh, something that they saw as an injustice that they other people were dealing with on a daily basis, and nobody ever really had that. They never really had that voice in that big of a platform before. Yeah, I think from my perspective, whenever it first happened, he spoke out about what he was going through. It took me back to my first experience with the police, and it went very negative. Yeah. And I think through him speaking, like it ta it takes people back to a moment to where they were treated wrongly, or they felt isolated, or they felt like they couldn't express themselves because something was oppressing them. So I yeah. think a, a ton of people you know, really resonate with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so when. Uh, and you kind of hinted at this already, but when Colin started this and others kind of followed, like you mentioned Eric Reed, he also followed after Colin started this. How did it impact you personally when you saw that for the first time? Man, I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it since day one, man. I think someone who's willing to sacrifice their career mm -hmm. for, for something that not everyone is going to see as... A, a hill to die on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's awesome. I'm not saying you know he doesn't have the money to feed his family, but like that's his life. That's something that he worked for right. since he was a kid. Right. And I'm sure he loved every second of being on the field. Yeah. But to turn that away, to know the impact that's coming, people are not going to take that lightly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be a controversial controversial topic for a long time, and yeah. it still is today. Yeah. I mean, it, like, you know, we did, obviously they planned it to happen, but just this past weekend he was. Uh, you know, he was back in the headlines again yeah. with uh, doing the, you know, exercises and stuff uh, in Georgia and like I've made headlines again. And, uh, you know, I mean, we don't have to get into all the details of that, but like that it just turned into controversy again and not necessarily 
and people won't agree with me or you probably, but just it just seemed like he was being set up again to yeah. uh, be controlled, and uh, you know, and I mean that is what it is, and uh, but but it, it's not going away. Like yeah. it's still happening. He's still in the headlines. It's still, which just shows. Goes to show like how big of a decision, how big of a step that was for him to like do that. Because even here we are, three years later, and uh, it's still being talked about. It's still impacting the NFL. It's still impacting fans. It's still impacting the sports, and it's kind of having this ripple effect across um, all the different sports out there: NBA, MLB. Like it, it's not just. It wasn't just a one. Yeah moment in time type of thing it's having a ripple effect over time um do and i again you kind of answered this but do you think that this is the best use of their platform and influence to take this stand 100 percent. when you are on a when you're on a platform where millions of people are going to see i think I think a good example, aside from Colin Kaepernick, is LeBron James. Mm. He does not shy away from social issues. You know, he's very vocal with what he believes and what he what he thinks is right. I know, um, not too long ago, a reporter was talking about him and Kevin Durant, and, he, and they said basically, "Shut up and dribble." Mm. But man, I think that's such an ignorant statement. Yeah. Like, you know, shut up and throw a ball. Yeah. Shut up and do, you know, but through their platform, man, sometimes that's the only other side that another person's going to hear. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So even, uh, you know, even if, like, and honestly, like, you know, like I told you before we even started recording, like, I don't follow sports necessarily. And, you know, I see why it comes up in the headlines. Uh, so I don't even, I honestly don't even know, like, if the kneeling is still happening during the National Anthem or not. I know it's kind of um, been something that's been talked about. You see it talked about by uh, the president. You see it talked about uh, with the commissioner. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff being talked about, whether they could force people to do it or not do it and that kind of stuff. So I don't know if like it's still as prominent as it was three years ago, two years ago. Not really. Um, but even so, the kneeling has kind of that specific form of peaceful protest is kind of waning. Um, but uh, there's always probably going to be another form of peaceful protest that comes along after the kneeling. Like, there's going to be something else. It's not like injustices stop. Like there's still going to be injustices that continue to happen. And even the injustices that Colin was standing for are still happening. And um, so what do you think should be the next step in like this process? Is there another way or another issue that you feel like there should be attention brought to by uh, athletes on this platform that they have? I think it's whatever they feel strongly about. I yeah. think like Kaepernick, um, African American, you know, he feels strongly about you know people dying in vain. I, I don't think it's limited to just one race. Yeah. I think if you have the platform to speak out, man, you speak out. Yeah. You know, let let injustices be heard because the true next step from this should be 
okay, now let's have that conversation that yeah. we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Injustices are happening. How do we how do we stop that? How do we combat that? That should be the next rightful step. I don't, I don't think it will. I think the NFL through this circumstance kind of they kind of just like, well, you'll get a fine. Yeah. Or, well, you may not play for this team anymore. Or, well, you may not get a paycheck. Yeah. You know, I, I think the last thing we want to do is suppress that. Because yeah. that leads to, and we've seen that across the United States through throughout history, when people are suppressed and people are losing their lives, it does not end well. Yeah, and I feel like because of pressure from the president, because of pressure from fans, the division's happening. I, I feel like the NFL lost an opportunity to take this from a peaceful protest that was bringing media attention and turning it into something that could have turned into a conversation, yeah. an action that could have taken place. Um, so I, just thinking about this whole situation, uh, I um, have seen people commenting like on social media and stuff that talk about how, well, you know, Colin Kaepernick wasn't that great of a quarterback to begin with, or uh, people were making him out to be better than he actually was, and he's just not playing because uh, his, uh, you know, he did, I don't remember, I don't know statistics necessarily. Somebody had posted something about statistics when I had brought it up, and um, and that uh, tried to just, like, downplay yeah. uh, that do you, in your experience and in your opinion, uh, do you feel like his ability as an athlete had anything to do with his, uh, for lack of a better term, his being blackballed out of the NFL? I think Colin Kaepernick could start for a couple teams mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. and be better than their starting quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think it has to do with skill. And I don't even think, honestly, that skill should have even mattered. Yeah. Um, like, it, it shouldn't be, like, your star quarterback or the star running back or the star small forward, point guard. If a, if a person feels a certain way, and they should be able to express themselves openly mm -hmm. and that be okay. Yeah. But I think that stems back to, you know, us not having the conversation, not right. things being taboo, things being off limits. But yeah, I think definitely he's he's better than some quarterbacks today. So, sure. what do you what would you say to somebody who uh, might say, "Well, the, you know, it's their athletes; they get paid to do a job, and they should just go out, perform their job, get the pay for, it, and they shouldn't bring up or bring attention to themselves for these things they feel." strongly about when they're on the field and they should just focus when they're off the field? I would say this is not 1960 anymore. <laughs> um, it's 2019. That's part of the job is to be active on social media, like self-promotion, um, speak your truth. Mm. It's part of the job now. And, I mean, you're getting paid to be an athlete, but you're also getting paid to be a figurehead, yeah. a spokesperson, you know, someone who kids can look up to. Yeah. And I, I, that's just the reality of the world that we live in today. Yeah. Now, uh, here comes a controversial question. Do you feel like this reaction and this attention 
that's been brought to like Colin and Eric Reed would have had the same reaction if the NFL player kneeling during national anthem would have been white. I think it would have been a nice gesture mm-hmm. of respect towards another culture. It would not have blown up into what it did. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good question. Definitely, I think um, there would have been support, and people would have not overreacted. People would have been very gracious towards whoever would have done that. But because they are African American, because there are injustices happening, I think that's part of the reason why yeah. this thing grew to what it is. They probably wouldn't have uh, used their jersey as a floor mat. Is what no, you're saying. no. <laughs> couldn't imagine that happening. Uh, so. I mean, there's really all the questions that you know that I had as far as conversation. Is there anything else that comes to mind, or uh, with this, or anything else that you feel like you we didn't talk about, or that you want to share? Well, I guess I would like to just say that um, I believe that athletes, you know, whatever sport they play, you know, I I would suggest that they use Colin Kaepernick as a blueprint. Mm. And that's a tough thing to say because he lost his career. Yeah. I, I know I was a fan of Colin Kaepernick whenever he played. He's not on the Browns, never was. That's my team. But, uh, you know, <laughs> there, there's a respect there for skill. Sure. Um, and I would say all athletes anywhere, college, high school, and there's something that you believe in and you have a platform to speak on it, man, I would say do that. Yeah, and it's not always an easy thing to no. do. And uh, there are usually some sort of consequences, good or bad. Uh, you know, looking at examples like Colin and Eric Reed, and um, but if you feel strongly about something and there are injustices happening, and you need to stand up for it. Sometimes it means taking that risk yeah. of losing what is comfortable in order to bring uh, attention to and have a voice for something that otherwise may not have the attention that it needs. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, Before we leave, if somebody ever wanted to reach out to you or have any questions on this, is there any way for them to contact you? Um, I am on Facebook. Um, Trayvon Erickson. T-R-A-V-O-N-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. Awesome. Um, I love controversial topics, so (laughs) definitely find me if you have any questions. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for doing this, and uh, I feel like this is a really good conversation that is going to hopefully uh, spur on some better conversations between people, and I hope productive conversations. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and got something out of it and that it does give you the motivation to start conversation with someone and not even necessarily about uh, the topic that we talked about, but 
maybe there's somebody that you disagree with or don't see eye to eye with and it will spur you to have a conversation with them to maybe see things from their perspective. Uh, if you want to connect or reach out, I would love to connect with you and uh, just get to know you or answer any questions you may have. You can go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash the brood life. And there is an option there to leave a voice message. If you would like it to contact me that way, Otherwise, you can uh, reach us on any social media platform. You can go to Facebook and find us at uh, The Brood Life Podcast. Or you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore brood underscore life. So I hope you enjoyed this week's topic and conversation. And I will see you next time on The Brood Life. Have a good week.